You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 23 of Double Exposure Show with Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Join the conversation on Facebook at uh, Double Exposure Show Group and check out the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 23. It is 23, right, Sophia? Yes. Okay. All right. So um feels like forever that uh, we've recorded an episode, but uh, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I had a break from the college and... Uh, it almost feels like uh, the su- whole summer went by with just having this reading week. It's crazy. When was your reading what week? You- that just passed. Oh, that's just funny. last week. Did we yeah, like I read plan nothing. that super well or what? Because I was in Toronto last week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, there was there was one day that I was in Toronto too. Um, and you didn't you Tr- tell me? I completely forgot you were going to Toronto. You didn't look in the Find My Friends app on the iPhone and go, <laughs> Sophie is in Toronto. <laughs> I should have. Now, in retrospect, I wish I did. What day were you there? I was there from Monday to Friday. And did you happen to be downtown at all? I was in staying in Leslieville, and then I, I don't know how to respond to that question because uh, got it. downtown appears to be a huge geographic area in Toronto. Kind of, and yeah. And no one can really agree on where exactly downtown is. So let's use CN Tower. <laughs> well, I could a, see the CN Tower from point. where I was staying. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, we we did a little trip to visit Hannah's sister, and then while we were there, we're like, oh, let's go see the aquarium. <laughs> we neither one of us ever been, so it was fun. We got to pet um, stingrays. Mm-hmm. Um, they're slimy and really cute, and they didn't sting you. No, okay, no, good. it's it's just a myth. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a very misleading and, name. Then <laughs> they can sting you. Um, <clears throat> it was cool. We got to watch sharks feed. We, I don't know, it was just a lot of fun. I felt like a kid. Uh, when I was young, my parents used to take me to the zoo every year and like a pretty big zoo in Ukraine, actually. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I have a lot of photos. Like, actually, a lot of my childhood photos are these black and white prints from the zoo. So <laughs> that's about it. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we kind of been a little lazy around the house cleaning up a bit, getting it ready for spring. Um, that's about it. Um, a couple of photo shoots uh, that happened were mostly headshots. And I had an interesting photo shoot with a realtor. And uh, did I end up uh, not sending you that photo still? You did. You need to send those to me so I yeah. can share them on Facebook. Or you can just share them on Facebook. One of us will do yeah. it. So what happened is I uh, had a little glitch with the computer. So I had no access to any of my hard drives. Mm-hmm. And um, the we, we have two computers and they're both laptops. And the second laptop was uh, at the studio. And I was, I was just logistically, I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to drive all the way to the studio, just grab a laptop. But yeah. Um, Anyway, so the the funny story was the the cat, or that we threw the cat into the photo, and it was just it was just pretty funny. But 
after editing all the photos, sending him 10, 10 high-res images that they could choose from for the billboard, he ended up texting me saying, can we please get the photo with the cat? <laughs> Not for the billboard. Yep. <laughs> he, he's putting the cat on the billboard? They're putting it. It's It's been like the most well-received photograph ever. He, as a joke, put it on Instagram. And uh, it it just got picked up and it just went, you know, somewhat viral. Uh, even the agency, the office he works for, ended up retweeting it and sharing it. And he was getting texts from people from other cities like, well done. I love this. <laughs> you know what, really, though? Really it, it probably makes him seem like, you know, really down to earth and like a home type of person. <laughs> like, By I the way, so. can you hear any of the animals in this room right now? No, I think the noise reduction is doing a good job. <laughs> well, there's a cat who, again, is currently hiding behind the curtains. Peeping. <laughs> yep, I just heard him. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a bulldog sitting behind me right now going... <laughs> no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how they breathe, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she wants out of the room right now, but she's been in here for the past two hours because she's terrified of the cleaning lady. Of course. Well, maybe not the cleaning lady so much as the vacuum. Right. And any broom. What's up with that? I don't I don't I don't understand that. My my dog will stand three inches away from a passing by freight train. <laughs> Just no fear at all. Right. That's um, what that's he called. Will, you know what I mean? Um, but as soon as I take my vacuum out, he runs away like a scared little yeah. cat. Well this this dog, this is her name is Maud. She's my uncle's dog. And she stays here when he's working. And mm -hmm. she is the biggest chicken on the planet. <laughs> she's terrified of everything. And she's looking that's, at me right crazy. now like I'm causing her intense pain because I won't let her out of the room. Of course. That's too funny. And the wow. cat's going bananas behind the curtains. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> this is just fun. <laughs> I, th <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Tank knows when we record because... Um, he, he stays really quiet and even the way he walks around, it's, he, you can't really hear him lately anymore. Yeah. Can you, it's like, uh, it's like something's going on in that brain of his, but yeah. he's uh, currently laying on the couch using one of the pillows as his headrest and he sleeps like a human being. It's actually adorable. <laughs> so too bad. This isn't a video podcast, but maybe one day. <laughs> so um, I was in Toronto last week as yes. well. Which day were you down? Uh, we were just Thursday and Friday. Okay. Um, so I went down Monday and came back Friday and I was supposed to go down and house sit for my friend. And I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, I'll, like get a whole bunch of work stuff done at the same time. And then her sister ended up house sitting for her. And I was like, I still have to do stuff. Like I had, I had made plans still had a to, plan. <laughs> to meet with people down there. So I ended up actually, um, staying at another friend's place and that worked out pretty well um oh that's good i had like meetings on thursday i went to three different starbucks <laughs> <laughs> all on the same block <laughs> no but i had i saw benjamin edward ben birch i saw him on thursday so we went to a non-starbucks <laughs> <laughs> and then we went out for lunch and then immediately afterward I had a meeting at Starbucks with, um, a girl I think is going to be shooting for me this year. 
That's great. And so we, we met at Starbucks and then I had to go to the airport for like seven o'clock to pick up a friend. And I have all sorts of friends, people like <laughs> so many of them, <laughs> like four in this story. I have four friends in this story. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all, so, so all of your friends made it to the story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So I was at the Starbucks and I had to go to the airport in like four hours. And I was like, I am not going back to the condo. So I went shopping and me nice. shopping, like I don't shop because I can't be bothered. So I went to Lush. I got the stuff that I needed and I got the heck out of the mall and there was a Starbucks there. <laughs> so I went and did some work and then I had been sitting there for long enough. You know, my rule, like one item per hour. So I got up and went to a Starbucks closer to the airport. <laughs> 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 well yeah. planned yeah well put well done yeah <laughs> so do you, did you feel productive uh eh. yeah it was good <laughs> i think to get me out of my element and like sort of have mm -hmm. a vacation while also still working mm -hmm. that's yeah very but efficient of you <laughs> i will tell you i am not moving to toronto yeah, that's the conclusion we came to after going there. Oh my goodness! Um, and the funny thing is, it's not even about the traffic. No, the traffic traffic doesn't really upset me that much. Um, to tell you the truth, I don't really mind driving in Toronto. I don't know what the big fuss is about. I know uh, because because when you're still, you know, when there's quote unquote traffic jams, it's the same as you being still in a smaller city. You know, it's like just go sit in your car in, in your driveway. It doesn't matter. You're barely moving. So I never really understood why people complain about traffic. I guess maybe they're worried about not being able to get across the city somewhere or whatever. But I always felt that in a big metropolis like Toronto, you don't need to go across the city. Every, everything you need is always, oh, here's one, here's one, here's one, right? Yeah. Like they, they the kind of planned thing, though, it. I found the opposite. I find like maybe there's a Starbucks close to you and there's probably a shopper's drug mart close to you. But like anywhere I went for dinner with, with people, I had to like go... 20 minutes. I had to drive 20 minutes. <laughs> but it takes see, me 20 minutes to get to town here. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. And that's, and that's another thing, right? So us living in Komoka, we are 20 minutes from anything that is kind of London related, if you will. Yeah. Right. Uh, everything's on the West side of town. Um, so what do you find downtown? You can find on the West side, of course, the unique boutique kind of places that are downtown. We have to make the extra 10 minute trip there. So it could be a half an hour trip from where we live, but I feel like we're a suburb of London. Like I feel like we're, we're in London. I still tell people I live in London, you know? Yeah. And, and reality is that when you live in Toronto, sometimes pl places that are just blocks away may take you the, 20 30 minutes as well so you know what it's it's the same for me it's the fact that it's it's just very urban um we love being here where uh, there's lots of trees lots of lots of kind of naturally parks and forests and streams and you know um that's what i like about it i mean i don't, I don't want to go to a city park i like going to yeah like on the trail walk and, and we're all surrounded by that, you know, and just having a huge yard where we can do whatever, not, you know, not worry about the neighbors. I could literally walk out on my deck in my underwear. Nobody's going to see me, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so that's, that's what I would miss the most. And, and the funny thing is, uh, the business wise, it would probably be a great, uh, a great move for us, uh, because, uh, the client, you know, 
the clientele is is different. Uh, they're they're willing to pay the prices we're asking. Uh, even though the market is a little bit more saturated, I think the caliber of photographers on the higher echelon is not as high as it is kind of in a smaller urban area like London. Yeah. So I feel like there might would actually be less competition, but uh, you don't know until you try it. And I'm not at this point, I'm not willing to. <laughs> you know what? I am willing so, to pick up more weddings and everything in the Toronto area. And I am doing that. But just travel. Yeah, and I'm happy yeah. to travel in, travel out. So I guess the only thing you have to make sure since you're traveling away from home is that you got to be really prepared for your shoot. Yeah, good segue. Nice. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about preparing for a shoot. Wow. Um, I know a couple people have said some stuff about us like always talking about weddings, but that's what Petra and I do. But yeah. for the most part, this is going to be pretty transferable to anything. So portrait photography, commercial photography, weddings. Well, and the um, funny thing is that um, I want to I kind of expand on that a little bit because somebody asked me just yesterday, one of my students said, uh, oh, you actually take on commercial work. I thought you were a wedding photographer. <clears throat> now it is a wedding class that I teach, wedding and portrait class that I teach. But reality is that weddings um, are probably about a third of our business right now. So a, a lot of a lot of the work that uh, brings a lot of the income has nothing to do with weddings. I mean, it, it does have a lot to do with portraiture. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with uh, product and commercial... Uh, real estate as well. But reality is that that work kind of comes in with um, having an agent, having a contact, somebody that calls you all the time, right? Whereas the clients that we're actively seeking are the wedding clients. The photo shoots that I have to be the most prepared for are the events like weddings, right? Yeah. So, but you're right, this this applies to a broader platform than just uh, weddings so being prepared for a shoot has nothing to do with having the right equipment it mm -hmm. has to do with having the right equipment at the shoot right yeah. and 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 then there's so much more to that so yeah. where so, do you think well I wanted to start with something that is pretty important and I don't think enough people put enough emphasis on and that is having an emergency contact list um, mm -hmm. has it ever happened to you that you've gotten lost going to a wedding? Cause it has yeah. happened to me. Uh, I, I, it has because the, the bride and groom gave me the wrong directions. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So, and the problem is that they just, they just give me the wrong city. They said, uh, Oh, we're, we're in, Mel <laughs> you know, the wedding's in Melbourne. And so I, I drove to Melbourne and I was kind of like, I don't think this is the weddings in Melbourne and it turned out that the wedding was in Delaware. Oh, jeez. You know, so, Great. um, yeah. And it, the, the problem was that when, when I entered the address into the GPS, the street, and I don't recall what the street was, let's, let's call it, you know, cold stream road. Mm -hmm. There's like a cold stream road East and a cold stream road West. Well, the Coldstream Road East was in Melbourne, but Coldstream Road West was in Delaware. And both addresses existed. So when I typed in, and, and, and so this venue was actually kind of in between the two, uh, two cities, two little small towns. Mm -hmm. But the venue just happened to be in Delaware, not Melbourne, like the address for the yeah. road east. 
again, don't don't quote me on the actual street because I don't recall what it was. It was a couple of years ago. And I kid you not, uh, I put it into my uh, phone, uh, Google Maps app, and it said, you know, you're 15 minutes away. Great. Uh, so uh, the the girl who's, who was helping me out shoot that wedding that day, uh, we went to grab a couple of drinks. We, we literally stopped by a store. We grabbed some drinks. We grabbed some snacks. <clears throat> um, you know, we were really slow. I even think because it was a hot day, I might have even grabbed an ice cream cone. <laughs> and so we started driving and we arrived there with plenty of time. Um, but then I realized, you know, when we arrived there, I look around, I'm going, this is a field. Like, I don't even know if it's a farm. Where do I pull in? So instead, what I did is I Googled the venue name, mm-hmm. which, you know, something I should have done anyways. Yeah. And it and it told me that it was another 12 minutes down the road. So at that point, you have to sort of make a decision whether getting a ticket is worth it (laughs) (laughs) and whether, you know, maybe maybe you just want to risk it and see if you don't get a ticket at all. Um, And, uh, you know, is your car in good repair to go 180, 200 kilometers an hour down (laughs) down a dirt road? Um, So, yeah, that, that literally happened to us. And, you know, when we got there, we jumped out of the car ran around this barn to where the wedding ceremony was happening as the bride and groom were walking, or as the bride was walking down the, oh, the aisle, was about <laughs> to walk down the aisle. So we didn't really miss anything, but it was the most stressful thing ever because yeah. we were technically 25 minutes late, Yeah. right? And, and, and so that will happen, and that has never happened again. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first... I guess the only time it's really happened to me, I was going to Duntroon Highland Golf Course, and it was the first wedding that they had ever hosted there. Oh, wow. And my GPS just took me to Duntroon. Like, I put in Duntroon Highland Golf Course, and the address it gave me was just Duntroon. So um, I should have probably researched a little bit more, but I didn't. But I get there, and of course there's signs to Duntroon Highland Golf Course, but in that direction, the road is closed because hmm. there's construction. Yep. So thankfully I had an emergency contact list so I could call the bride, I could call the groom, I could call the best man, um, the maid of honor and the venue. And I ended up getting um, better directions from the venue, right. obviously, because they know there's construction. So that solved that issue for me. Um so to expand on emergency contact lists, uh, I, I actually ask for secondary contacts as well because, yes. um, well, and, and in, in this case, emergency contact list was not going to be necessarily for an emergency like a fire or, yeah. you know, somebody hurt. Um, but uh, we always get uh, two or three numbers just in case because people yeah. do like to turn off their cell phones yep. at weddings, right? And You'd be amazed. I like to get phone numbers. I get phone numbers for the venue. And I also get phone yeah. numbers for like when the bride's getting ready at her parents' house, I get the phone number for the house. I get the phone Same number here. for the mother mm-hmm. of the bride and I get a f- phone number for the uh, maid of honor. Um, so w- what we do actually is uh, once we do get these phone numbers, we'll actually use our phone and call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Smart. sometime before... Uh, yeah, uh, it does take a little bit out of your schedule. You know, you can spend 10 minutes to half an hour doing this, but you call these people and say, hey, my name is Petra. I'm a photographer. 
I'm just calling you. I want to I want to give you my phone number just in case you need to get a hold of me during the wedding. And people are like, why? <laughs> but uh, you know what? It, it's I just, smart. I just say, yeah. And, and we'll talk about this in a later episode. But one of the things that I'm starting to do is I'm actually connecting with all of the people in the bridal party before absolutely. the wedding happens. Mm-hmm. And this is the exact same thing. So you just reach out to them and introduce yourself. And I don't think there's any reason for someone to be like, well, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, so speaking of other emergencies, I actually do a little bit of research just for the heck of it for myself. Kind of like if it's a rural rural area. And you know what? It's a, Part of it is a little bit of anxiety and paranoia on my part. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, and I don't do it to areas I'm familiar with. But like when I had to drive up to Walkerton, I looked up where there was a nearest hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? That's a smart Just idea. in case. Well, what if I fall and trip and hurt myself? I don't know. Um, just like I said, it's a little, a little bit of it is paranoia. A little bit of it is uh, anxiety. And it just helps me feel better. I, I yeah. feel more prepared doing that. And it literally takes five seconds to Google it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll even street view it just so I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then I'll, I'll quite often, if it's a small community that I've never been to, I will Google the municipality's uh, website and check out the municipality, like um, fire department or policing information, just just anything like that, yeah. right? And that has to do with a lot with if in case my equipment gets stolen or um, if there's a liability issue, you know, if I break something, kind of well, who to the call other thing is the other thing is you're probably going to be one of the only people at this event who is close to the couple who has their phone on them and That's is right. like able to make these calls. And you're going to be the person with the addresses on hand for the venue and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. So if someone does need to call the police or call an ambulance or something, you're probably the best person to yeah. make that call. And, and it's such a rare occurrence, but yeah. uh, I have been to a wedding where a fire broke out and like literally the tent caught fire. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they called the fire department, but by, by the time the volunteer fire department got there, um, a couple of people had fire extinguishers from yeah. the, 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 the caterer actually had fire extinguishers. And so Gosh. they put, they put them out. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. But, uh, after that, I actually paid attention for about six, six or seven weddings after that. And I, I even asked caterers, just kind of like waiters. And so I was like, do you guys bring fire extinguishers to weddings? And every single person said, no, but that'd be a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm like, wow, you're, you're literally have an open flame here, barbecuing a, a giant pig, you know, <laughs> and, but whatever, you know, that that's their problem. Yeah. And, uh, it, it just made me think a couple for a couple of different reasons. And it was, it was because when I was starting out, I had huge anxiety about stuff like this, about traveling, about bringing all the gear. What would happen if I drop it? What would happen if I hurt myself? Um, it wasn't very healthy, to tell you the truth. Like, it, it developed into kind of a little bit harder, a little bit harsher anxiety. But to deal with it, I just made myself more prepared. Um, yeah. And after a while, it, the confidence level grew so much that I didn't feel anxious anymore. I actually yeah. felt like I was the one who could help out, who was in control. So now the questionnaire you send out, does it include, uh, you know, areas for this information for the bride and groom to share with you? 
So I have questionnaires set up in Tave where I ask for specific information and there's multiple questionnaires that I sort of break out over a period of time so people don't feel totally overwhelmed. But what I include in the emergency contact list um, and this I send out like the week before the wedding. And a lot mm. of this information is already in there because it's been collected <clears throat> over like the year, year and a half that I've been working on this wedding with this couple. So I get obviously the bride and groom's cell phone numbers. Mm -hmm. um, I get people in the wedding party and their cell phone numbers. I get the venue addresses and I am very specific with people. I want a fire number. Like I want a real address for this place. And right. I don't care if they say, well, the fire number, if you look it up on GPS, isn't where it actually is. I don't care <laughs> if that's not where it actually is because right. when I get to that area and I'm passing farms and stuff and I can see other fire, fire numbers, number. I'm going to know what yeah. direction to go in. <laughs> so <laughs> I look it up beforehand. Like I just ask, give me the accurate fire number or the accurate address. Um, and then I will look it up on a map beforehand. The only time you're going to run into trouble with the fire numbers is if there is a split in the road. So if the road ends and then it picks up again later on. So just look for that. Mm. If that happens, then ask the couple, um, which road do I want to be on? Yeah. Um, but other than that, a fire number, a fire, blah, 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 a fire <laughs> number, fire number will get you close enough that you'll be able to find, um, find the venue. And yeah. then I want the, um, venue coordinators information. So their name, um, their phone number. I want, um, the wedding coordinator's name and phone number. And I contact all of these people beforehand. So mm -hmm. in addition to that, I give all of this information to my second shooter, um, especially if they're meeting the groom and the groomsmen beforehand. So I would give them everyone's contact information from this sheet. And then I also give their information to the couple. So um, their cell phone contact, yeah, I give that to absolutely. the couple so they can get in touch with them. And all of this stuff, the couple reviews beforehand. So to make sure all the phone numbers are correct, all the addresses are correct. Yeah. All of that stuff. And by the way, when you do all of this in Tave, all of this stuff is attached to um, their Tave file for their wedding, which is super handy. So I can just open up my phone and go in mm -hmm. and find anyone's phone number that I need. And the beauty part is if your phone wasn't working and you had to borrow somebody's phone, yeah. you could always Print it access. Off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Print it off for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Print it off. Yeah. But that, but I was just going to add about Tave. That's the beauty part because it's cloud based. Super handy. So it's not just that on your phone. It's not just printed off. It, yeah. it, as long as you have an internet connection, you can access it. But but you brought you brought up a, a very good point. Everything every all everything that we collect, all the information that we collect, um, gets put into kind of a spreadsheet type situation, and yeah. it does get printed off. Um, I go overboard on this. I put a copy of it into every camera bag. Yeah. So if we're bringing two camera bags, we're putting a copy into each camera bag. I put a copy in my jacket. I leave a copy in my car. <laughs> and like, I'll just literally print 10 copies sometimes, you know, yeah. 
Um, and you'll be surprised. Every once in a blue moon, I have to refer to it. I'll be like, oh yeah, what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, um, and you'll be really happy when you have the wedding party's names, the parents' names, and exactly. you can you can refer to that, people by it. name. Mm-hmm. Um, I am terrible at remembering people's names, so I usually pick out an obvious characteristic of that person. Like, <laughs> you freakishly tall groomsman, <laughs> move to the left or whatever. But yeah, it's all pretty important information to have. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to feel them, make them feel insecure at all. Yeah. <laughs> so this is before you are even heading to the wedding. So you're doing yeah. this stuff like the week before and earlier. Yeah. The because du- you're the not diligence. collecting this information the day before. Hopefully. I seriously hope you're not collecting this information the day yeah. before. And if the couple that you're working with is like sort of leaving all of this information to the end, like if you've asked for it and they're not giving it to you, I feel bad for you. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. so, um, now so, here's, here's something else we do. So once we do get the addresses, if it's, if it's a fairly reasonable location to where we, where we are, you know, if it's within the 15 minute drive or so, uh, even 20, 30 minute drive, we will go a week before and drive the route yeah. of the wedding. Um, I'm doing two things. I'm scouting additional locations, things that might look really cool. So that's another way to prepare for the wedding. And when we do find some really cool locations, I'll usually take a couple of photos with my camera, with with my 85 mil or, or more than likely with my 85 mil lens, kind of where I'm going to be photographing these people. And... Um, then I'll just kind of put put together a little uh, a little list for myself at home, but also as I'm driving these routes, uh, I'm looking for signs that are advertising future construction or existing construction, because typically uh, a town or a municipality doesn't just go, "Hey, let's rip up this road and close it tomorrow." Yeah, that'll be awesome. <laughs> they they put up some kind of warning sign at least two weeks before that says, you know, from March 17th until the 24th, this road is going to be closed. Good luck. And and if we see these signs and it happens to fall on the wedding date or if there's construction, we plan our route accordingly. Um, So last summer, we actually had a very small wedding where the bride and groom got married in um, City Hall and we took Mm -hmm. some shots downtown uh, and then I wanted to bring him just... Uh, just outside of the city to a winery that has a little apple orchard and where we do quite a few photos actually. And, um, so I told them, yeah, guys, do you guys know where this is? They said, yeah, absolutely. We love, we love this place. We'll meet you right there. And I didn't even think to tell them that there's construction on Wonderland road. I just felt like they would know because they live in London. We arrived 40 minutes before they did. Yeah, that's happened to me before. <laughs> like in the same city, you know? Like the bridal party just disappears and you're like, it was a straight shot from point A to point yeah. B. Where did they go? <laughs> the best part is Hannah and I got McDonald's that day. We came mm-hmm. to the venue. We ate. We yep. relaxed. Like I laid down on my car. I was like, where are these people? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, we actually found some... Uh, drinking glasses from the venue that people kind of like left in the orchard. And we're like, mm, ours now. <laughs> no, like we literally went treasure hunting just just for fun. And um, yeah, it was crazy. All because of construction. And now imagine if the tables were turned. If your 
<laughs> kind of like what happened to me before. You know, you're on the way, and you you were like, oh, the the best way to do, the best way to get there is just to go up um, Wonderland Road, and uh, I'll turn left on Sarnia or Gainsborough, and I'll get there in no time. It's a 15 minute drive, and then you get stuck. So that's quite embarrassing, you know. Yeah. So lucky for us, this was just just literally bride and groom, kind of a creative shoot. But if you have a huge bridal party, you know, limo bus, parents. You, you're going to look like a tool. So, so what I'm going to recommend, don't. actually, and I'm going to put a link up in the show notes, is everyone should get Waze app, which is like a social um, yes. GPS app. And it's awesome for this sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing it does in Toronto, I noticed, because there's no traffic around Owen Sound, is that when you do get stuck in traffic, it tells you how long you will be stuck in traffic, which is like an anxiety saver. <laughs> actually anyway, Waze get, is a great app yeah get Waze app and it'll help you navigate around traffic and also navigate around construction <clears throat> and how do you spell it w-a-z-e and i will oh. put the link in the show notes Perfect. um the other good thing <clears throat> about scouting um the location especially if you're going to the venue and especially if it's something like a resort or um, a golf course or something is go in and introduce yourself to the event coordinator mm-hmm. and then ask them where people normally have their photos taken where does the ceremony normally happen and all of that stuff it just gives you a good idea Absolutely. of what to expect um this is a and great then, idea yeah and then um at some point ask them about you know their preferred vendors list and blah 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 all that market yourself stuff. yeah network yeah, yeah. Um, so all of this again, um, happens before the day before the wedding. So like seven days out or, or more. Um, but the day before there's a lot of stuff you have to do the day before, like pretty simple stuff, obviously print out your emergency contact forms, put it in your camera bag, put it in your car, (laughs) um, print out your family photo list, um, but you also need to do a few things like back up the photos on your computer, um, format your memory cards, charge all of your batteries, make sure that you pick up extra batteries. If for some reason you need extra batteries for your flashes or whatever, um, test your cameras, your lenses and your flashes. That is exactly that. That is something that I find nobody really does. People do not Um, do that. (laughs) No. No, we, we test it. Well, I test everything. Yeah. Um, but I also clean it too. So the day before the wedding, I will clean all my equipment. And after I clean it, I will test it, you know, just in case you break it during cleaning. It does yeah. happen. Um, definitely charge any and all the batteries the day before. Even if, yep. even if you charge them last week, charge them again just to get that confirmation. Now, yeah. we have a really cool system for charged batteries and, and batteries that have been discharged. And actually on Canon, the, I don't know if you knew this, but you know that orange cap that goes over batteries? Yes. You don't know, you do? You sure? Like after you've, (laughs) like what, not in the camera. Not in the camera, but. Yeah, uh, yes. (laughs) So if you have extra batteries, well, that little orange cap has uh, a little cutout of a battery symbol. Okay. And so depending on which way you put it on, it, it will actually line up with the word on or it will line up with nothing. So okay. so when we line it up with the word on, we know that the batteries are charged. And, and if once we're done using them, we put the cover on a different way. Mm-hmm. And then we know they're discharged. So when you reach in the camera bag, 
you're not thinking like, uh, yeah. which battery is this? Because I'll be honest yeah. with you, I have two different pockets, one for batteries that have died, one for batteries that have not, that are yet to be used. But I've, whenever I have an assistant who hasn't worked with me, who doesn't know my system or just forgets, quite often they'll hand me a dead battery. And yeah. I just want to throw it at their head, but you're not allowed <laughs> to do that. So please don't do that. Right. So. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it at their head and that's it. Don't even say that. <laughs> that's right, Tank. Yeah. Well, we got him excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I might've said a keyword. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's a couple of keywords that he knows that, that he re- responds to, yeah. um, like throw it or ah. who's there. <laughs> <laughs> that one was mean. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, if you say who's there, he runs to the door to check, to check who, yeah. who's there. So, and now he's disappointed cause there's nobody there, but, um, no, I'm not that mean. Uh, but, uh, Check, check your uh, check your settings uh, uh, on the camera to make sure that you haven't accidentally reset them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of custom settings. And every once in a while, like there's a lot of people who touch my cameras, who use my cameras. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'll get it back and some of the settings are different. Um, so mm-hmm. I actually, the day before I go through all my settings to make sure that the camera is ready to pick up and go. Now yep. I never turn my camera off. My camera is never, ever off. That's funny because I often forget to turn my camera off. <laughs> I just don't turn Instead I have uh, a setting on there that it automatically shuts off after yep. one minute yep. because as soon as you pick it up, any button you touch, it will, it will wake the camera up. Yeah. And you know, I like my photo review on for eight seconds. So every time I take a picture, the the screen lights up for eight seconds uh, with a photo review. And some people, when they take pictures, if they look at it and the photo stays on, mentally they can't take another photo until that disappears. So they start hitting menu buttons and, oh, it's it's crazy. It's weird. Um, And for example, I picked up a Nikon recently and Nikons you can set so it doesn't show the review at all. And majority of them are set that way. So I'll take a photo and I look at the back and I get frustrated because I'm like... Where'd it go? I want the photo. Where is my photo? <laughs> Where's my photo? I want instant gratification, please, right? Yeah. So settings like that I really I really need I really need to make sure that they're mine because it it's yeah. the, it's the way that I do things, right? Um so yeah, like my my wedding go-to is uh my camera set on aperture priority, it's auto ISO. Um it's, you know, it's always on. You know, though that's that's how I'm ready to shoot. And I know a lot of people listening to this are probably like, What? He shoots on aperture priority. Yes, I do. Suck it. You know Okay, every professional <laughs> does. Let's move on. I, I hope so, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I just meet so many people that are like, You only shoot manual and like, give me a break. No. Um, um so yeah, that that's about that's about really it. But yeah. you know, we're not I don't I don't wanna get into like what gear you need to bring, but I will tell you this much that Pack two camera bags if you're a paranoid Android, because <laughs> less is more. Like I, I have shot weddings with one camera body and one lens, pretty much ninety percent of it. Yep. Uh, you know, like I, I've shot weddings with an eighty-five millimeter lens almost exclusively. Obviously, person, other person I'm shooting with is doing something else, and I didn't even need a camera bag per se. You know. Um, 
and I had other equipment in the car, locked away in the car. So I had a 24 to 70, I had a 14 millimeter, I had a 100 mil macro, you know, all my, all my favorite lenses to bring to weddings. And the only thing I had in my camera bag was another camera body with a 70 to 200. So I didn't even have a wide angle lens, to tell you the truth. Hannah had a, a camera with a wide angle lens. So if I needed a wide angle, I could just kind of point at her and be like, hey, come here. <laughs> but less is more. You know, it's it's great to be prepared. But if you're shooting a wedding and you are got to walk around, run around, do whatever you need to do, you know, run upstairs at, in the church, um, less is more, guys. Seriously. Um, <clears throat> On that note, um, yeah. yeah, I have one camera bag, and I absolutely, absolutely hate carrying extra stuff that I don't need. Like, mm-hmm. in my everyday life, I have a little wallet holster thing, which literally holds three cards and a little bit of cash. Um, yeah. It doesn't open up. It's just a little folded piece of leather. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's adorable. Um, and I don't carry a bag. And I also have this really cool little keychain thing, which like, it's like a Swiss Army keychain. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Smart Key or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that holds are. all of my keys. Yeah. So I don't have keys jingling all over. I hate carrying stuff. So what I did and what has saved my back is I got a spider holster. So it hooks around my hips. I have two camera bodies on it, one with a wide angle lens, one with a telephoto lens. I have a lens pouch I can put on it where I put my macro lens. And then I have a little pouch for my memory cards and I leave my camera bag in the car so I can have my flashes on my cameras. Um, It's pretty evenly distributed between my right side and my left side. So I have everything on hand that I need. And then, you know, I'm ready to go. Awesome. I look hilarious. People comment on, you know, how much I look like Laura Croft. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> hey, whatever. Take, take that as a compliment. Yep. You have to wear the right boots. That's what really does it. Yeah. Okay. And um, the really, really short shorts. I don't wear the short shorts. Uh, okay. I, I, but I believe that some photographers would wear the short shorts to a wedding. Probably. Unfortunately, right. I do believe that that would happen. That, that was my way of kind of segueing into the wardrobe a little bit. Um, oh, we're going there? Yeah. Not I mean, what have to your wear, clothes but clean. Like, yeah, make sure that your clothes are ready to go. But I have other stuff to talk about first. Okay, fine. <laughs> Which was pack your camera bag and probably your car the day before. Yeah. Now, um, there unless are, it's like the middle of winter and it's freezing, pack your stuff don't, in your then car don't the do day it. before. Yeah. Don't but, do that, yeah. Like, what do you put in your camera bags? You have your extra batteries. You have batteries for your flash. You have your extra memory cards. Mm-hmm. Always go with extra memory cards and make sure that they're all formatted because you don't want to have, like, your last job still on your memory cards yeah. and then go in there, not have enough room, and just format it. <laughs> that would be a problem. And then yeah. you lose, like, the last portrait session you did. Not good. Um, and that, a that has a lot to do with being organized, obviously. Pardon? Yeah. No, I was just going to say that has a lot to be, to do with being organized in the first place. You know, don't yes, don't do a shoot and not download it. Like that's that's yes. not cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm famous for that, <laughs> but uh, but I have uh, this I is have, why you have Hannah. I have Hannah, but I also have two to, two maybe three times more memory cards than I actually need. Yeah, and um, you know, and and I, I can't stress enough how ridiculous it sounds when somebody says to me oh i only i only need one memory card or 
Oh, I no, can't. You always need extra memory. Memory cards. is so cheap anymore. Always have extra memory cards. I'll tell you like a horror story. One of my, it's not even a horror story, but it could be a little bit scary. Um, one of my shooters texted me the one day and said, I forgot to download my last wedding and I still have wedding photos on this memory card and all I have left is an eight gigabyte memory card. Um, do you have any extras that you could lend me when we get to the wedding? And I said, yes, yes, I do. Um, so always have extra memory cards, always have extra batteries packed. Um, you can pack a tripod if you use a tripod. I don't really, so I don't bother packing it. Um, I don't bring lights to weddings unless I know it's going to rain or I know it's going to be indoors. And even then it's just too much of a pain in the butt to set them up. So I don't bring them. Um, and then again, your emergency contact list and your fam family photo list. If you guys are not on Tave, by the way, um, or a similar platform, mm -hmm. you don't have the money to spend on it right now. You can put these documents in like PDF form on Dropbox. You know what? Just I, in case. I, th I think that's a poor excuse. No, that I don't have the money to spend on Tave. It is a poor excuse. You should get Tave or whatever platform you want to get. But if you yeah. don't have it, at least get Dropbox and put your important yeah. files up there. That, that's Dropbox will give you two gigabytes free. Um, yeah. you can send out, and then if you do what Petro did, <laughs> <laughs> you can get like a hundred <clears throat> gigabytes for free. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm, I think I'm up there somewhere. Let's see. Where am I? Uh, I don't, I can't even check anymore. I don't even know how to check. Oh, 69.4 gigabytes used. Um, and that's 50%. So yeah, I have like 130 gigabytes of free space with yeah, Dropbox. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not going to tell you how, how I got it. But, okay, um, clothes. What do you want to say about clothes? Uh, actually, before I go to clothes, I want to I want to talk about AA batteries for your flashes. Um, I love rechargeable batteries because they're environmentally friendly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But even for the rechargeable batteries, I have three sets for every flash, and I charge all of them the day before, even if they're already charged. Um, now I do use these uh, Eniloop. Um, they were used to be a Sanyo brand. They're now a Panasonic brand. Um, is that the, is that the battery? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, can you tell me what this is? Because I am having a hell of a time finding good rechargeable batteries. Yeah. So Eniloop technology apparently, you know, so they say, uh, you can charge the battery and it takes a really long time for it to discharge, uh, when it's not inside a device. So you could charge it a year before you need it and it will still be at like 90% capacity. Um, so that, that's kind of cool. So Sometimes I get lazy and I don't recharge them, okay, because yeah. it's just for the flash. Um, and the best place to get them is Amazon. We, and what's the battery? Um, E-N-E-L-O-O-P, I think. It's like an e Eneloop or Eneloop. I, I don't really even know. Okay. Probably invented by a Japanese person who thinks it means something like fuzzy rabbit or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, but... Um, anytime I see double A's like really cool lithium double A's on sale is, uh, usually at like a Lowe's or a home Depot. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about name brand, like uh, energizer lithium batteries. It'll be a four pack for literally $2 or $1.50. And these are batteries that retail for 10 to 12 bucks. 
and mm -hmm. these batteries are good like the one the recent uh score that i got are good until 2023 and i keep them in the package in the camera bag all the time and they're my backup so yeah. in case my rechargeables fail or i use all of them up i can go to these batteries because they're already charged they're good for the next six years still and they were cheap and the lithium batteries, I've put them into a flash once just for fun. I it was a it was a third flash that I that I used to bring to weddings, and they probably lasted me for about six, maybe seven weddings. I kid you yeah. not. Eventually, once they start started re recycling really slow, was after about yeah. seven weddings. I was That's really my impressed. Problem. That's been my problem with the uh, with the rechargeable. Yeah, ones, the rechargeable they ones recycle so slowly. Yeah. Yeah, they and and the, th the problem is that these batteries, the rechargeable batteries, they say okay after so many life cycles you should get rid of them, etc. But reality is that time uh, also plays a big role uh, on them, and there's there's a lot to it. And having the right ones, even the rating on the batteries, you know, if you see um, a pack of four Duracell batteries that that are very inexpensive. Um, and then you see another pack of four, you know, a different brand batteries that are two times the price and you go, well, I'll just get this cheaper rechargeable batteries. We'll take a look at the little number that it's usually rated with MAH. Um, I think it stands for like milliamp hour or something. The higher the number, the more capacity you'll have, the more uh, power it will give your flash and the faster the recycling time will be. So some of the batteries I have are 2500 MAH and I tried to get at least 2,500. I've actually found batteries that had 2,880. Um, and I've also had batteries that came with a charger that were only 1,300. And <laughs> you, you look at it and you go, they're the same size, you know, the technology is the same. They could have packed extra capacity in there, but they didn't because they're including them for free. So why would they spend the money type thing, right? So, yeah. so <clears throat> anytime I had bought a, a new charger, uh, I sometimes just gave the batteries that came with it away or I would charge them and throw them in like remotes or whatever. Right. Uh, and then I bought additional batteries just for that reason. Costco is a great place to shop for, uh, these, uh, batteries. They used to carry the Inaloop batteries as well, but now you pretty much have to go to Amazon because most of the retailers just overcharge for them. Yeah. for sure. And, uh, on the side note, uh, Amazon brand rechargeable batteries are supposed to be the Inaloop batteries. Mm -hmm. I have not been able to find any evidence that suggests that that's a fact, but <laughs> you know, try them out because for the money, they're, they're really good too. So the last thing I want to touch on about this before we go to wardrobe is packing your car be the night before. I, uh, the last time I did that was in 2014. And the next morning, uh, I had a big hole oh, in the right, window yeah. and all the equipment was missing. <laughs> Yeah. So now I kind of ask for it because my vehicle is branded and it has the big word Lux photography on the side and giant logos on the back yeah. and like the car was wrapped. But uh, I uh, it was false security because I lived in a brand new neighborhood for a year and I just felt just super safe. And uh, that is surprising, though, that that yeah. would happen in a nice new neighborhood. Yeah, they. <laughs> To tell you the truth, uh, it, it, blow, it blew my mind. I, I didn't think it would happen to me, but um, I didn't even think that they would break the, the window. And everything was packed away. Everything was out of sight. But um, 
they broke the window and they they got it they must have had like a hockey stick to reach in and grab the the <laughs> handles of the bags or something i don't really know but they took they took everything every single thing i had in the car and yeah. you know um it it kind of again before we go to wardrobe this brings me to the second portion and it's about insurance uh this is part of <laughs> this is part of being prepared make sure that you have all insurance in place for your equipment I'm actually very lucky because my business insurance covered my equipment in the car um, and it covered it for more money than in the studio. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was set up really weird. But even then, my broker was very incompetent at the time. And I mean, I went to somebody that I trusted because he was a friend. Um, but during a phone conversation, I asked him to give me $50,000 of coverage for my equipment. Well, he only gave me 15,000 because because <laughs> when he heard me say 50, he actually I, re, I, I recall saying to him, oh, I'm probably gonna need about 50 grand. He laughed. He's like, ha 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 ha. That's funny. And I, I feel yeah. that he thought at the time that I was joking, you know, well, if that's the case, like ask me. And part of it is my fault, because when he sent me the paperwork, I never looked at it. You know, I just mm -hmm. filed it. I just literally took it out of the envelope and filed it. Um, and I sent the confirmation of insurance to my landlord where the studio I rent is. <clears throat> That's it, you know, because liability was there. And I, I never looked that that was covered for 15 grand. So I have to thank this insurance company. I won't name them. But at the time, this insurance company covered, even though it was only $15,000, they covered 30000 of it. They went above and beyond and they just adjusted the policy moving forward. The price didn't really increase by more than like $40 a year. But I am actually surprised and blown away with how many professional photographers in this area do not have liability or equipment insurance. And, yeah. you know, liability insurance is huge. This is a big part of being prepared. If you don't have liability insurance, you're, you're gambling. You're playing Russian roulette with, uh, with potentially someone's safety or, you know, their, their ability to um, perpetuate their lifestyle. And uh, I'm not going to get into all the details, but... Look into this, please. Get get it done. Get it done for yourself. Get it done for the the people you're working with, and uh, make sure that it covers everything you need. Ask all the questions, and even ask us questions in our in our uh, Facebook group. So. And I will say, I have no idea. Here is an insurance broker's phone number. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I would answer to. But I mean, yeah. you know, ask ask me what I have, and, and I'll sh and I'll answer yeah, for you. Sure. But but call an insurance or broker. Or do I need it? And the answer is yeah. usually yes. <laughs> yeah, it's for the cost. This is this is funny. This kind of answers the question of why photographers have to charge so much money to shoot a wedding. Because there's a lot of costs involved. I mean, you you pay for your website, you pay for Tave, you pay for other organization tools, uh, but then you also pay for insurance. You know, you pay mm -hmm. for professional memberships, um, continuing education, uh, you yep. know, seminars. So your overhead could be easily anywhere from three to five hundred dollars a month, um, and you can save some money here and there by by doing a lot of things yourself. But it if you if you are entering this world to be a photographer, to charge people money, just, just do it. Just increase, you know, like we, like we talked yeah. about it in the other well, episode, you have to, you have, you to, have to do it, you know, uh, they, you owe your client <coughs> a quality product. 
Okay. Because if you're going into it to make a couple of bucks and just do stuff under the table, so to speak, you're not going to do it for a long time. You're going to burn out or, you know, people will catch on that you're a hack. Um, <laughs> I have no sympathy. And if you do it well, you know, you're, you're going to be remembered and people are going to call you. But if you don't have this overhead because you're too cheap, you're not doing your client, you're doing your client a disservice. Seriously, uh, you yeah. owe it to your client to make sure that you're prepared and ready to go. So yeah. you should also be presentable. So let's talk about wardrobe. Okay, good. I was going to say, what about wardrobe? Because I did not have that on my list. Yeah. You, you kind of nailed it. I hate, I hate wardrobe. I know, but you kind of nailed it right away. You said, clean your clothes. You know, <laughs> that has a lot to do with it. Um, <clears> okay, <throat> uh, funny story. Um, just got new, like... Um, detergent for the for the washing machine okay and um fabric softener and i noticed last week that i had like a couple red spots on my arms and legs and then i noticed like yesterday that i have like a pretty big red spot on like the back of my leg and i was like what the i think i'm allergic to my detergent yeah probably (laughs) because it's like you know it smells so good so i've been commenting on how gosh darn good this stuff smells guess what it's the perfumes in the detergent that make people allergic to them it i'm so sad so i am what detergent is this um it's like a specific scent by like bounce or something i think it's the fabric softener but i am like washing all of my clothes and sheets and towels and everything right now literally just doing a rinse with vinegar (laughs) (laughs) and i'm wearing old clothes right now no one can see this but petro can i'm wearing my high school basketball um sweatshirt right now because i have no clothes that haven't been washed in this stuff (laughs) (laughs) except for my high school basketball sweatshirt because obviously i haven't worn that in a while (laughs) so hannah's mom did something similar to that she bought this kind of like natural orange soap i don't even know exactly what it was but it's supposed to be all natural and um she couldn't stop itching because the oils that's like uh, irritating yeah the natural oils were she was allergic to and yeah. so she spent she spent quite a bit of money on it and then opened it washed everything in it you know so yeah. i'm like why don't you just wash two things and see how it goes no you know i I probably would have done the same thing so i can't i can't pretend that i'm an expert in that case with wardrobe i mean make sure it's washed but also if you're going to a wedding like depending on what you're wearing make sure that you're ironing your clothes as well you are representing your brand you are your brand so you know how do you want it to look Uh, right oh man i am so tired of seeing photographers at weddings wearing all black and it's like that like you know how the fabric like bunches and you get those like little pebbles all over like you've obviously (laughs) been wearing that shirt for too long kind of thing yeah um yeah you see that a lot make sure you're presentable um I'm a bit of a of a diva when it comes to wardrobe. I will admit, yeah, I are. I will actually buy new clothes like all the time. Coming from the guy in the black V neck right now, <laughs> <laughs> like with his hair done, and I have like a headband on, keeping my Einstein hair under control. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, and and the funny thing is that the the house is really dark right now, so you're so it's hard to see me, but. Um, yeah, no, it, I I don't even own a pair of sweatpants, to tell you the truth, uh, <laughs> because I, I, you know, for 
I don't want to risk being caught wearing them. And <laughs> <laughs> that's not to say that I don't have like a pair of lounge pants type thing that I, you know, like that I wear in the house. Um, but, and this is by pure coincidence. I just liked them because they were black and they had pockets. So literally I could leave in my, you know, let's just call them pajama bottoms or whatever. Yeah. But they, they're just they're just cotton pants with like an elastic at the top. They're Calvin Klein, but they were from Winners for like $15. But mm-hmm. they're black and they have pockets. I could literally run to the grocery store and nobody would know. They look like dress pants, yeah. but they feel so comfy, so, you know? So Yeah, I guess just one little tip yeah. since you said like, um, make sure that you like try on your wedding clothes. Like I don't wear my wedding clothes throughout the year. Like it's just what I wear to weddings kind of thing. Yeah. Make sure that you try them on um, before, like before your first wedding of the season, so that you know they fit, and you're not like, oh my god, I've lost ten pounds and my pants won't stay up, or oh my god, I've gained ten pounds and I can't get my pants done. And I just um, took out the bride with a button that shot off my pants. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm gonna toot my own horn. I lost like twenty pounds recently, and I put on my spider holster, and I had to like hold the cameras up. <laughs> Do you need a smaller <laughs> spider holster? No, you it's Velcro, so you can oh, tighten nice. it and everything, but it's a little bit laborious to type it, t- t- tighten it. Um, so I couldn't like just do it before the shoot or like put it on and be like, oh my God, and fix it. Like I had to do it at home in the privacy of my mm. own home where no one could see me <laughs> <Got> struggling. <it>. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, I'm just going to, um, I really wanted to finish about my, or not my, sorry, but, sorry. by, um, uh, sweatpants. The reason I got on that topic is because I literally had a second shooter slash oh, assistant, no. I'm not joking, show up in gray sweatpants to a wedding. Just for the record, this was not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say that because everyone's going to think it was me and it wasn't me. <laughs> it was a male. Um, okay, it, was a, it was a student <laughs> at uh, Fancher College at the time who approached me and said, hey, Petra, I would love to come out shoot a wedding with you. I said, great. I have a wedding coming up in Sarnia. Do you want to come to Sarnia with me? And uh, he said, yeah, absolutely. I'll meet you uh, over here and then we can drive together. I said, perfect. Because he didn't, he didn't live in town. Um, he commuted uh, from out of town. And so when I met him, when I pulled up, um, he got out of the car, got in and we started driving and I was like, you have, you have pants in your camera bag? He goes, no. Why? What's wrong with, is, shouldn't I have, I know, worn these? It's like, do you have other shoes? No. His sneakers were like black ripped, dirty sneakers. And I said, oh boy, I, again, I don't want to mention this individual's name, but I said, we're either going to Walmart and you're going to buy some stuff at Walmart or like winners, or I'm dropping mm-hmm. you off. I'm like, I can't bring you to a wedding. Like I'm wearing a suit. Yeah. Like you're, you can't come to the wedding, man. And so he, he said, I can just go home and meet you in Sarnia. I said, fine. So he <laughs> went home um, and he did meet me in Sarnia wearing uh, this uh, gross, um, overwashed black dress shirt untucked over these like overwashed black khakis and still those gross black sneakers so i was like you got to tuck your shirt in dude and go stand over there and just you know hang out 
So I ended up This shooting. is making me really sad, Petro. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm literally feeling like, oh my God, that poor guy. I feel bad for him, but I also had the obligation for the bride and groom. And Oh, yeah. no, I mean, I'd be like, I mean? go home. <laughs> I should have sent but, him home. I should have just done the whole thing by myself. And I, I didn't end up paying him for this because it was part of his. Uh, and the funny thing is, I actually do pay people now like if even if it's part of their um, co-op i do mm-hmm. tell them that there is a little bit of um, compensation so that they bring their a game to this you know yeah. um because most of the time if you just get a co-op student field placement student they they just they don't want to be there they're like uh yep. it's like prison for them they're like oh just <laughs> get my hours done <clears throat> okay so, so here's something to add to your list um tell your second shooter like beforehand what the dress code is for Mm -hmm. a wedding because the dress code is not always a suit correct like i don't wear a suit and i don't wear a dress i will literally wear jeans however i wear dark wash jeans black jeans with nice shoes and you can't really tell that they're jeans because i'm wearing my spider holster so it covers like the pockets and stuff Mm -hmm. um and then i wear like a nice top and stuff but sometimes my clients are like I don't care if you wear sweatpants and I go, well, I wouldn't wear sweatpants anyway, but thank you for letting me know. Um, (laughs) but let your second shooter know the wardrobe and any assistance that you're bringing because they don't always know somehow. And you know, I've had a, I've had people come out to help on weddings, uh, wearing a black, uh, V-neck t-shirt and dress pants. And I said, that looks great. You know, yeah, I would wear a black V-neck. Yeah, why not, right? So, for sure. um, it but has I also a lot to do with I will wear color to a wedding. Who cares? You know, I, I also know people who wore uh, ripped jeans to weddings, and I do know those people. You know, and I don't, I don't, I can't pull it off, so I don't do it because I don't own any jeans yeah. like that, right? Yeah. But you know, I have some dark denim that that looks worn and whatnot. Yeah. And depending on the wedding, I I don't mind going like that. I've done it. To tell you the yeah. truth, I have done it, uh, but it you have to kind of pick your battles a little bit, you know. If I think you have well, to, well, I think it client. really depends. Yeah, I think it really depends on your style. If you're wearing the ripped jeans, that's part of your style yeah. that the couple hired. You know, like it's a deep part of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a deep part of my brand, so I dress differently for weddings. I wear a nice. T- I will wear. Um, what are they called? Not yoga pants, but I'll wear like the spandex pants okay. with a long shirt. Tights are not pants. <laughs> no tights. Do not wear tights and have like your butt hanging out and everything. That's not appropriate. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean. No, and, and we could um, we could literally spend a whole entire episode. We could even show examples, right? But at the end of the day. Okay, well, we will do that. Let's do an episode on work. Yeah, I feel like doing a whole video somewhere. Uh, the, I never get to selfie. I will try on a bunch of outfits that I have and I'll selfie myself. You know what we should do is we <laughs> should go to... You can ridicule There's it. a couple of places here that are really cool in, in London. A couple of boutique stores that sell uh, really nice clothes. Some of it is a little high-end, but some of it is very affordable. Uh, I'd love to go and just ask them, just kind of... Because they have fashion consultants on site and just be okay, like... well, I have a good plan for this, Pedro. Yeah. I have a good okay. plan. Let's do that. Because I have to come down and visit you know, soon, as we have discussed. And I'm going to have to get new wedding clothes because I'm not, I'm never super happy with my wedding clothes. Mm-hmm. They never fit 
perfectly right with my spider holster. So what I should do is I'll come down, we'll go to some of these boutiques and we'll record an episode <laughs> with like one of, one of their people. That'd be awesome. And I'll try on a bunch of clothes, like with my spider holster and make sure that they all fit That would be awesome. So, cause the issue is like bending over, making sure your butt isn't hanging right, out. Exactly. And like, So I'm not overly huge, but I do like to buy some dress shirts and, you know, at at a big and tall store for that reason, because, um, a dress shirt with me, you know, is the minute I bend over to pick up a a lens out of a camera bag, it's out of my pants. So when you, when you find like the really long shirts, they work awesome for me. And so I spend a little bit more money, but at least I don't have my butt hanging out at a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and like, I don't really look very good in like the flowy stuff because mm-hmm. I think it makes me look pregnant, <laughs> which I'm not. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then I wear the spider, spider holster. So it pretty much has to be a short shirt. Right. Otherwise it gets stuck in the holster. Um, but then, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to like, I don't want my butt to be hanging out. And then sometimes I like to wear a blazer because I'm fashionable. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no fashion sense. The point is, I have one last item. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this I one? I am going to prepare myself. Or do you have? Oh, I, ha- I have a like couple other items, but I want I want your last item. Are they Are they long? No, mine aren't very long. They're to the point. Um. Okay, my last one is pretty to the point as well, which is arrive early, mm-hmm. like ten to twenty minutes. Mm-hmm because you're going to want to get everything out of your bags and be at least I like to get everything out of the bag and then I might sit down and like relax for a minute. Um, because if you arrive on time, you get everything out of your bag, you're five minutes late getting into the house. Yeah. You were there and you were doing work, but, um, they don't know that they they will say something (laughs) or think something. And then it's awkward sauce all day long. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, this kind of helps me make my last point. You know what helps you arrive early? Uh, uh, leaving early? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. know what helps you <laughs> getting there early? Speeding. <laughs> yes. Make sure you speed. No. No, that's no. <laughs> Something that we all, always overlook, and I think it's because I'm I'm somewhat uh, in the car industry as well. Um, this is kind of a big priority for me. Oh. But, um, how many of us just rely on our car being ready for us the next day, you know, and then, (laughs) oh shoot, I better get gas on the way to the wedding or something. Yeah. And then you stink like gas because you spilled some on you. Um, okay. Day or two before. Do you do that often? (laughs) Spill gas on me? Not on purpose, but. (laughs) It just comes, it just comes flying out of the nozzle. (laughs) I have no control. Have you not over it. watched the documentary on the fashion models called Zoolander? <laughs> Sometimes we have those gasoline um, yes, fights. I don't remember any of it though. Yeah, there's a there's a portion in there where they're fighting with each other with gasoline and they're spraying each other. And it, oh my god! You should rewatch it. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that. Anyways, um, the night before, uh, I will take the car to a gas station and I fill it up. Um, I will check the oil. I will check the tire pressure. Like I literally spend about 10 minutes doing this. Um, especially if I'm leaving the city. Um, also, um, I have, um, an app. I make sure I have an updated CA membership and 
again, this is something that you should have if you don't have a brand new car that's less than five years old. Uh, because most of the brand new cars, like your car, definitely comes with roadside assistance for free. Yes, but I also have which is CAA. Which is overkill. Like, it's, it's, it's redundant. You, well, I'm in a rural yeah. area. Every tow truck driver around here is CAA. Yeah. But not every tow truck driver around here is approved by Honda. So it's more likely that CAA right. will get to me before maybe, Honda. Maybe not. I mean, I, I don't know those, those ants, though the answers to those questions, but either way, it's taken them an hour to really, get to me. <laughs> it's, and, and it's very inexpensive for, for the whole year. It's like 10 yes. bucks a month, you know, like it's so worth it. Um, heck once in a while, just lock your keys in the car for fun and call them. <laughs> I, I have. Done. So, which, which on the side note is one of the reasons why I really like Ford vehicles like Fords and Lincolns <clears throat> because on the, on the side pillar, there's a code you can, you can literally punch in a secret code and it opens the door. So you don't have to uh, call CAA oh, or something. And they, they even have an app right now that you can unlock the doors uh, in your in your vehicle with a, with your iPhone. <clears throat> it's really, really cool. That I yeah. want. Yeah, we'll get you into a nice little Lincoln or a Ford in the future. I'll All get, right. you, a, I'll get you a factory hookup. Yes. Anyways, so, <laughs> but, you know, you can avoid calling CAA if you, can, if you notice your tire is a little low and it might need repair a day or two before. Or if it just needs a little yeah. bit of air, um, if you know if your vehicle's wobbly and making noise, get it in the shop before the wedding, because it's usually an indication that something's gonna go. And don't don't be that guy, don't be that girl, don't be that really bad wedding photographer who calls the bride and groom because you know you're prepared and you have an emergency contact list, but you have to use it because your car broke down. Okay, <laughs> uh, that should yeah. never be a question for. As a matter of fact, for about 30 bucks, you can rent a vehicle for the entire weekend. And yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe and it'll be clean. and full <laughs> Exactly. <of gas. laughs> uh, so maybe even, you know, for, for $50 after taxes and fees, um, you can you can rent a vehicle. If your car sucks, get a nice new clean car that will get you there. Build all this yeah. into the package, but but arrive on time and, you know, be early rather uh, and be prepared. That is the key. Yep. Um, okay. On the car note, mm -hmm. if you're taking your car to get filled up with gas, get a car wash. <laughs> yeah, <time>. exactly. <laughs> your car should probably be clean. Absolutely. And, and for that, you know what, when I go to networking meetings, I wash my car. Mm -hmm. it, like once a month when there's uh, like a networking event or whatever, I'll wash my car and I've brought people who are like, why are you really like, we're not meeting in your car. The point is that after I meet these people, they're going to see me get back in my car. And I want them not to think like, wow, that guy needs to wash his car. Or I don't know. I overthink a lot of stuff like this, but yes, <laughs> but honestly, it, it has a lot to do with my experience and how I perceive things. So I don't judge you because you're getting in a dirty car. But I'll rem but that's something that I will notice, and for some reason I'll remember that. And next time, if I if I see your car is also really really filthy, um, you yeah. know what? That that's just another thing. And if you're if you're a vendor or a business that I would be hiring for something in the future, it might impact the way I think about it. it, it you know, mm -hmm. it, it will it definitely impacts my first impressions. So I actually bought myself uh, a season pass car wash that. Um, 
I share it with a couple of people. Like I share it with my sister and I share it with a, with uh, Brandon David actually. And there's a really cool app where you don't need to share the card. You literally just download the app, log in. And when you pull up to a car wash, you just hit start car wash and it starts it for you. So it ends up costing me like 20 bucks a month, but at any time I can go wash my car, you know, and it's a stupid, stupid little thing, but I just, it's everything represents you, you know, everything from how you conduct yourself with a customer and how you look, um, all of it, all of it represents your brand. So on yeah. that and these note, are all really easy things to do. Very easy to implement. That we've talked about yeah. today, yeah. I mean, this this um, is not going to take a lot of preparation to, to get started, yeah. right? No pun intended yeah. there. Uh, you, it's just part of your weekly grind. So before the wedding, make sure you do your due diligence. Make sure your equipment's ready to go. Make sure your vehicle's in good repair and that you look presentable and you don't show up with a pizza stain on your sweater, you know, because you only wear it. <laughs> you only wear it don't for Don't say wedding. pizza. Now I'm hungry. I want pizza. Man. Okay. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up so we can go get pizza. Theme. All, All right. right. So if this was your first time listening, we hope you learned something new. Um, you can share your feedback on this episode on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our artwork and Ben Sound for our theme music. The podcast is released every Wednesday and you can find show notes for this episode at doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 23. Don't forget to subscribe and pre- please leave us a five-star review at doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. Tell your friends, share us with your coworkers, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm, pizza. pizza.